just talk a little bit. Hello, hello. Mm -hmm. Check, 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 check. Say what you normally do for a hot water music uh, microphone check from stage. Oh, I don't. I never say anything. Um, Yeah, because I don't ever want to (laughs) sing. Hey, this is Jason Black from Hot Water Music, and you're listening to my chapter of As the Story Grows. Check one, two. All right, we're rolling. You are live. You're not live. It's a podcast. What would you say you do here? Have a good time all the time. Who's got it better than us? Nobody! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. I want you to be realistic. What do you love about music? Are you being realistic? As the story grows. You got this, Travis. Make him wait for it. Boom. album out and i also wanted to revisit the fact that october 28th is the 20 year anniversary for forever and counting and you were a part of that too that record was seminal for me so i wanted to i just wanted to cover all that stuff with you if we've got if we've got enough time and i want to yeah i think so take you all night let's do it thank you very very much to amy from adam splitter for uh hooking this up so how'd you meet how, how did you uh how did you get into this biz um, I had accidentally, I guess. I mean, I don't know if anybody does this. It's such a stupid thing to do by accident. I don't think that's true. Okay. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I've been playing for a long time since I was around 13 when I started playing. Um, and I met, met George in high school. We played together in jazz band and, um, met Chris just from a mutual friends around at shows mm-hmm. and uh, George and I actually used to work next door to Chuck that's how we met him oh where was that and uh, that was he worked at uh, subway and George and I worked at a frozen yogurt shop like in I, I was still in high school oh my god hot water music I think started George was stri- still too. hot water music started because of a strip mall are you kidding me yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're from Florida. Of course, we did. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that that's pretty much how that went. And we didn't really. I mean, that took a long time from us all meeting to the band happening because we were all sort of doing we were doing other things, um, other other bands with in quotation marks, you know, at that point. And um, we really started going in ninety. It's our first show. Um, we were just at that point. We were playing in two bands that were like George and Chris and I were in one band, and George and Chuck and I were in another band. Okay. And they both had other people singing for them, and both the singers decided to not be in the bands anymore. So they just they kind of made the decision for us. We were like, oh, well, we just let's just do this. And initially, we were just going to have Chuck sing, um, but he would never stopped playing guitar so that's just kind of how you know we're like okay you because chris is like i don't really want to sing much anymore i'd rather just play guitar and we'll just have chuck sing and and chuck just for whatever reason refused to put the guitar down at practice so he kept playing guitar did, also did he agree to just do vocals and not put the guitar down or did he from the beginning say, I, no i'm i mean guy. he said yeah and then he just played anyway that's kind of you know he's a very in the moment kind of dude so yeah. I'm never going back. 
forward through lots of records and we're going to circle back around and talk about your second full length uh forever and counting which yeah okay okay i'll save that. i'll save that for the later the part that the part that you said other than it's my least favorite record that we've <laughs> i mean it's everyone in the band's least favorite record I the hell's think, wrong honestly. with you guys you're all wrong it sounds so bad okay, is that, that the problem wrong. you don't like the quality yeah of it? all right okay yeah that's everyone's problem that like when we have to go back and listen to older records and, and like, okay, we need to get ready for playing some shows. Maybe we'll pull a couple, couple here and a couple there. And so everybody listen to this, that that's the one record that everyone's like, Jesus, I can't, like, why does it sound like that? And why were we okay with it? Which a lot of it was what we were playing through and how it was recorded. Obviously sure. it's not like, it's not like anyone did anything wrong. Sure. That's what we sounded like then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, and it's a lot of, it's a, we're a weird band, like, and how we all look at the band as people, it's real different from one dude to the next. Hmm. How so? Um, uh, I mean, it's, I feel like you could pick up on it if you just look at what everyone else's projects sort of turn into. It's like, there's a thing that happens, and it's happened to and I'm not saying it, there is a thing that has happened to many dudes that play in bands that I'm friends with that have been doing it for a long time. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, mm -hmm. but at some point they're like, and I do it too, except I don't sing, so it's not coming from the same angle as guys that sing. Okay. That this isn't how to write, that's not a good song, that song's terrible. There's this like, all of a sudden, someone knows how to write what they think is a good song. And again, I'm not saying it's not a good song. Like you get at some point in your career, you get a vision of like, this is what I think a good song is mm -hmm. pretty much. So all of the super weird, random shit that we used to just throw into songs that doesn't really fit into good song, um, parameters. Okay. As much as it used to, not even for me. You know, or for George or whoever. Like there, there was a, back then. It was real. Like you throw it up against the wall, it's probably going to stick, and we're probably going to put it in there. Okay. It, just on principle, even of like, yeah, that's super fucking weird and doesn't make any sense. Let's play it. It's harder to get those through the, through the whatever you know bullshit detector at this point. It's interesting because I, you know, I'm just as guilty of it as everyone else is. For like, I'll be like, this is you know. I find this song super fucking boring because it's just three chords back and forth. It'll end up being everyone's favorite song on the record <laughs> besides mine. So you, that shows you what I know, you okay. know? Um, so that's, I mean, I think that's a lot of going back and listening to the older stuff for, for all of us. It's just like, this is the stupidest part ever. This part is embarrassing, you know? And it's gotta be worse for Chris and Chuck. Cause not only did they write music, they wrote lyrics and vocals and it's like, God, I would never sing that. I would never say that. I would never. So it's a little hard to remove yourself from I mean, you kind of have to play a role almost not really, but I like when I was 22, I really that. So I'm just going for it because right. but now I'm 42 and that's, I would never even think that now. So there's a little bit of that that comes into play too, but you know, there, it, it is, it is kind of what it is. It's everyone goes their own, their own directions a little bit more mm -hmm. more i don't think you could find a band that the four of us all listen to at this point really um that's the same mm -hmm. i mean you could like sure everyone likes tom petty i haven't put tom petty on until he died and i was like oh shit yeah. i haven't listened to that in a while yeah. you know chris plays it every day so that's one of those things where it's like I'm, i couldn't i could give chris a thousand dollars and i couldn't get him to listen to an ice cube record with me so ah. there's 
<laughs> you know, we're a weird band. I think all bands are weird. I, I mean, there's no, in no way does sticking X amount of people in a box and sending them around the world while they're getting older add up to anything normal in, in, in any capacity. <laughs> I also don't want to listen to a band who all listens to the same band. Yo, you don't, because they're going to sound like that band, <laughs> except not as good. Exactly. Yeah, they're just going to sound like a weird photocopy facsimile of it. Yep. You're an Ice Cube fan? Oh, yeah. Didn't see that coming. Absolutely. What, what, other, uh, what other interesting uh, interesting songs in your iPod? Um, I mean, a lot of It's all over. The only thing you won't find a lot of is country. Okay. I hate it. I, I, like, I actually hate it i the guy that hates it i can do and enjoy like uh, you know when patsy klein and johnny cash and and you know i don't put johnny cash in the country category he just i don't just either against it's, it. really cool. yeah it's kind of like that anything like you know hank williams i can do any kind of old and more honky-tonk stuff i can do sure. but i can't and i don't know if it's because of which is really stupid just the general overall kind of aesthetic of it. Like, I just don't, I don't identify with it at all in any way, shape, Precisely form. what you mean. Me neither. Um, Me neither. Which, which sucks because it's not like every dude that plays country is like some racist shotgun wielding guy at all, no, no, you know? No. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't like it. But um, I've said this, I think I've said this before in the show though. If you go look at the top 20 grossing tours of the year, like 13 of them are country artists. Oh, yeah. They're doing something right, man. They're, they're speaking Well, somewhere. now they're just they're just writing pop songs and singing over them with the country accent at this point. So, True. which, you know, more, more power to yeah, they even They're even blending it with, like, hip-hop and stuff. <laughs> it is wild scene. But, yeah, I mean, aside from that, you'll... you'll pretty much find everything on my ipod what's the last what's the last thing you've gotten that blew your mind like oh my god everybody you gotta listen to this this is fantastic i think that last one the jewels record was um was the last one that really i was like jesus this thing is non-stop um and really really good and i feel like it's really hard to make a record that good the murderers there that with the jail and we murdered the murderers there then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair used to have powder to push now i smoke pounds of the push holy i'm burning the bush now i give a fuck about none of this shit two runner over and out of this bitch did you see them on portlandia <laughs> No, I didn't. Oh my God, I haven't. Funny. I haven't. I haven't watched that show in a while, and not because I don't have, not because I have a problem with it, just because can't get to it. I don't end up watching very much TV because yeah, I'm so busy. Yeah, that Run the Jewels. I'll try to find it if if it's an individual clip on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Too. The Run the Jewels. Uh, okay, clip cool. Is <laughs> yeah, I I think that last record's that thing's unreal. Okay. Um, aside from that. I don't, I mean, I finally, like a year ago, just accepted Spotify as a thing that wasn't going to stop happening. Sure. And yeah. so I spend a lot of my day listening to my daily mix. Got it. Got it. Um, so, which sucks because I don't listen to records start to back anymore that often, which is kind of a bummer. Who's got time? I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I buy something on vinyl and I'm like, yes. That goes downstairs, so I can ignore it. For <laughs> totally, because of wow, here. I just spent, now now it's like thirty bucks, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> man, that's a lot of money for me to not listen to again. Yeah, right. Suffer the same affliction, my friend. So we got tripped up. We we talked about forever and counting, and we're going to come back and talk about it. Yeah. But uh, okay. Let's uh, let's fast forward into the lighted up stuff. Somehow 
it up and why now uh it actually took us this long to schedule recording time Oof. that's just how our lives go um i know everyone's that's been the main question why did it take five years i'm like what well, well we put exister out in 2012 then we toured into 2013 we did a little bit of touring in 2014 we started writing this you know and then we recorded this in january so it's out in September. That's almost a year right there of time, you know. Um, but yeah, we don't have everyone's crazy busy. Mm -hmm. It is not. It's not easy to get together. I mean, it's not that everyone. Why aren't you guys going on tour? Well, we can't. Mm -hmm. Like we just actually can't go on tour. That's not a, a possibility for us anymore. So we just kind of do this when it. The promise we've sort of made to ourselves is that we do this when it works. And everyone can say no to anything at any point in time, and there's no questions asked. Oh, okay. It's just like, I don't want to do this show. Okay, fine. It doesn't even have to be, I can't. It's like, I don't want to do that particular show on that day because I don't want to. And I have no good reason. And the rest of the band has to be like, all right, cool. <clears throat> Which is kind of... Um, kind of, a, kind think, of a bitch to schedule a tour. Yeah, well, it, I mean, <clears throat> I have full-time job sure. chuck's son is two going on three three now maybe and he's got full-time gig he's got his solo stuff chris has ship thieves george is playing in the bouncing souls you know everyone's married everyone has animals everyone's wives have careers so it's not like, like i can't just be like i'm gonna be gone for four weeks um can you walk the dog and just take off work for a month sure. is that cool right. so you know and i would definitely say that probably 50% of us don't really ever want to go on tour again for like a tour. Right. <clears throat> Anything over four or five shows is hard. Um, and I don't think it's necessary. Like we've, we've kind of, that was sort of our thing with this record is it's like, we're content with what we are. Mm -hmm. And so we'll just play shows when we want to play them. We're not going to, try to get on some big support tour or any like try to push the band and really make it this time and now we can you know it's like that stuff is you're chasing your tail after a while with that well, so yeah you know we're just kind of we're we're happy and content and comfortable and like yeah we'll just do what, what we can when we can do it and that way it stays fun because as soon as this thing gets not fun then it's a real bitch because this isn't anyone's full-time job. So it's like, not only do I not make a living doing this, now it's a pain in my ass. Right. So, right. so it's a popular response. A lot, of, a lot of guys who are in this back nine of their music career, quote unquote, are mm -hmm. saying the same thing. Like, why the hell? <laughs> I do. I don't have time to waste any time on stuff that isn't fun. Yeah, exactly. Like as soon as it stops being cool, forget mm -hmm. it. It's just not worth it. Right. What do you do for a living? Uh, I do an odd office job from home remotely. Mm -hmm. It is weird. Um, it's the longest I've ever had a, a full-time job, but hey. What's so weird about it? it ah, I work by myself at home, but with people that are not here. Working remotely is weird. Yeah. I spend a lot of time by myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's cool. Like my boss is awesome. I work with a bunch of dudes that I actually um, are, I'm friends with. Uh, it's not a bad gig. He's super down with what I do, so I can get time off. Oh, good. Um, without it being an issue. Yeah, like I could. Sure, I could take two weeks off. I mean, that would be it for the year, kind of thing. But um, it's it's you know, and that's I worked for this company for a while when I lived in New York, um, and then when my wife and I moved back down to Florida. He just allowed me to keep the gig, which I'm super grateful for. And it's 
you know, he kind of knows the deal where it's like, we're not going to tour a bunch, but I can, and it's the same for everybody that works there. If you need a day off, you can take a day off. It's not, it's not some kind of psychotic corporate gig. So that's good. Dude, I can't get, I don't even know if I'll keep this or not. I can't get Barrier Idols out of my head. I love that song. Thank you. It was, a, that one was a hard one to get from where it started to where it ended. That's kind of the thing with all these songs on this record. It, it, it um, we wrote a lot of it remotely. Um, just because we all weren't living even as close as we live now. And Chris went out to California and wrote some stuff with that was one that chris and chuck sent sent back a, <clears throat> like a rough acoustic arrangement of it completely different than it ended up oh, yeah. um yeah i don't think there there were a couple songs on this record that were pretty much the same from the get-go but a lot of them were sort of i have this idea and you know one dude sends an acoustic demo to me and george and we totally rewrite the guitar parts and put drums and bass on it and then send it back and then the vocals get super different and then someone adds another guitar part so that was i actually really liked writing over email hmm. because you could take your time and really listen to something and then you can present all your ideas to everyone else and they don't have to respond right away right, right. Where it's not like, it, you know, you don't have to have a knee-jerk reaction to someone's idea or thumbs up or thumbs down it right <clears throat> right on the spot. You can kind of listen to it and be like, I don't know if I get what you're saying, so give me a couple spins. And, mm -hmm. well, how about something kind of like that but this? So I feel like it was actually a really good collaborative tool for us. Wake up, distant dreamer. Trains won't wait for you. Is this the most collaborative, like, correspondence record that you guys have done to date? Um, Correspondence-wise, yeah. It, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's less collaborative than it used to be. I mean, all the until, for the most part, until we got to, I mean, I think Exister was the first thing that lyrics ever happened before the arrangement was done. Hmm. Um, before that, it was all, we're writing music, and then hopefully someone comes up with some vocals for it. And I think that was obviously because Chris and Chuck went out on their own and did so much songwriting that they then began to write songs that way mm -hmm. instead of... Instead, it's not like they still don't just come in with like a riff. Like, here, I have this cool riff, let's work on it. But they have a more... I have this chord change and vocal melody. What can we do with it? Instead of, I have this guitar riff, and I don't know if, what if I'll ever sing over it or if someone else Got will. It. So, Got yeah, the, the, the older record, and I think that led to them being a little more crazy as far as arrangements go. Because <laughs> they just started from whatever was happening at practice. Sure. So, which, it's still, you know, that still happens sometimes, but, but not, not, as, not, not as much as it used to. How did the idea for the Vultures video come about?
out of necessity because to get the four of us in the same place to shoot a video is actually impossible. Um, a and B, we kind of hate, kind of hate videos. Um, although now they're, I kind of like them more now than I used to because that's just how people hear music now. It's not like yeah. you're making this big production thing where it's like, no, nah, people just are going to go listen to your record on YouTube anyway. So at least give them something to look at. Sure. Um, but that that was just sort of we could we've been you know trying to schedule let's shoot a video let's shoot a video nobody had any good ideas nobody had any time to do it and i don't know which one of us came up with it i think it was me i want to take credit because i like it um my podcast you can have it yeah i'll take it um <laughs> i was like let's see if we can get because we always try to get and i hate saying the word fans because that just feels stupid but people that like the band involved in things sure. Because it's cool, and like we're super bad at social media. Um, it, it's you, so anytime we get a chance to like, this is something that everyone, you know, if I was a fan of the band, they were like, hey man, if you have any cool footage, send it in. And I had some, I was like, dude, you guys got to see this show. This was sick, like that I filmed whatever 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I would send it in and be like, cool, I'm glad you got to, I, A, maybe this is cool for you to watch because maybe you've never seen this footage and, and be like, cool, make a cool video because I think it, it would be, um, you know, fun to see all that stuff. And that was sort of, it's kind of the vibe of the song too. That riff has been sitting around for since caution. Um, part of that song, we just have never gotten it to where we were happy with it. And Chris finally cracked the code this time around. Mm -hmm. So, and it's in a different key and there's different parts or anything with that main, like the opening riff we've had for, I know what, 17 years now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So we finally, I just keep bringing it up every record. I'm like, I really like this riff. And everyone's just like, dude, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, come on, we can fit. And finally, Waller just nailed it on this one. So I think that played into it a little bit too, where it's like, this has got kind of that older vibe to it's it. so crazy older that stuff. you say that, because I think Vulture stands alone, not better, not worse, it stands alone as different. The different track on the album, it definitely sounds mm -hmm. like, now that you said the riff is 17 years old, I, th I think I hear that now. Yeah. Yeah, just the main one. The rest of it's all been, you know, changed up or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it's, and it's had 75 versions by now. And I'm sure it's in a different key. And it's even a little bit different than it was. But the initial, like, start of the song has been sitting there. Mm -hmm. Okay, you ready? You, you, you ready to do this? I am. I am. Dream now with all the fear behind me. Nothing all that shot, shot to me. Forever and Counting, second full-length album, released uh, by Doghouse on this day, because I'm going to put this out on the 28th, uh, on this day in 1997, 20 years ago. That is, uh, that's got to be getting insane that you can reflect on things that you've done by decades and scores. Yeah, uh, especially since it wasn't our first record. That's true. The other one was 96, um, I think, right? Yeah. Was that fuel? Was yeah. that fuel for the hate? No, fuel for the hate game was. That was the yeah. Fuel for the hate game was ninety six. I think it was supposed to come out in ninety five, but you know, no idea is not exactly good at getting stuff out on time. So. <laughs> Why doghouse? Um, we wanted to try it out, and that's kind of how we've. People are always like, "You guys are on so many different labels," and we're just like, "Yeah, I don't," because. We had done two records with no idea at that point. We we're like, well, we know what we can do here. Let's see what you know this guy has to offer. He's got some Endpoint records and some Chamberlain records and some Get Up Kids and some bands we're friends with. Let's kind of see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we were always interested in working with whoever wanted to work with us the most. Within reason, obviously, we had to want to work with them too. But that's sort of how we've gone throughout the label and and whatever business side of the band is just like whoever's most psyched is who we're going to generally go with okay. um you know i know a lot of people were like why did you leave epitaph for rise i'm like well we did three records with epitaph and they're awesome right um if we did a fourth one with them we would have been the, probably the same situation so we tried it with 
these guys because they were really excited about mm-hmm. it. You know, not that I mean Brett would have. I'm sure he would have done it. And I love that guy. It would have been awesome, but you know, tr- change it up. Otherwise, doghouse was stale. doghouse was your first change it up because it was your second. It was, <laughs> it was your second. Yeah, record, it was so, our, yeah, changed it up right out of the gate. Sure. <laughs> change it up all the time. Mm-hmm. It was reissued by No ID in 2008. And then it says it was purchased and re-reissued by Rise Records in 2012. Correct. It seemed to be a big push for Hot Water Music in 2012 around around Exister and all that. So. Yeah, that was a weird one because Var never. He just started real. Not. Um, no idea. Just started pressing the record because Doghouse kind of faded out of existence. Like Dirk just got on to doing other stuff, and then at some point, Craig from Rise you know, popped up and was like, I want to actually buy the record from Doghouse. And I was like, well, dude, I'll tell you what, I can't stop you because I don't own it. Mm-hmm. So if you do it, cool, whatever, you know. Um, so that's that's how that all went down, um, which was not terrible because we got to remaster it and kind of, you know, revisit it again. And it is one of Craig's favorite records yeah. as well. So, so you know. It's crazy that you guys hate it as much as you do because of the quality. I think, I think that's kind of what makes it a little bit endearing. Not that there, I, I didn't notice, I didn't get into Hot Water until this record. I I I moved backwards to Fuel for the Hate game and um and the other one that I'm totally flaking on. Mm. Um, afterwards, Mm-mm. after Fuel for the Hate game, no. The other record that was back at Fuel for the Hate game. Uh, Finding the Rhythm. Finding the Rhythm. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, yeah, that thing. I mean, that's when you really get a song because that's just the singles comp that somehow people like your first record were like, no, 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 no. Right, no. right. Sure, it's the first thing shaped like a record. Absolutely. It's the first round thing we put out. Sure. Yeah, definitely was not meant to go from song one, two, three, sure, three four. Right. I didn't notice a tremendous dip in quality, is kind of my point. Like, I didn't, I don't, I, I heard forever first and then went back and listened to the other one i didn't think oh well that was recorded better i wonder what happened <laughs> then it went downhill to this one and i don't remember hearing the next one and thinking oh wow yeah this really makes forever sound like shit i just don't i don't hear it i don't hear the quality i hear the uh i hear the roll up your sleeves dirty dirtiness of it and i get that it's not as smooth as like a sister or light it up but i mean I don't hear it. I just don't hear it as ugly as you guys do. I know you're always like the most critical of yourself. You put it in and just shrug and close your eyes and go, oh, here it comes. But, it, dude, it's not that bad. <laughs> you guys are just... Oh, I appreciate it. I'm sure it's not. It's really not. And I, I know a lot of people have said this is their favorite album. That's why I wanted to cover it a little bit, just, just to kind of give a, a little bit of a tip of the hat to it, just because of the, uh, the anniversary date here. I'm into that. I like doing this anniversary stuff. We'll go track by track. All right. Ready? Translocation. Tell me about that song. Just just whatever comes to your mind. We're playing that we're playing that word association game. Started with the, the intro bass line and it just kind of went for a while and for no reason goes into this weird breakdown at the end and then stops. Mm-hmm. And we've tried to play it live a couple times since then and we're just like, nah, not going to happen. Really? So, yeah. I don't know why. And not in a way where I'm fighting to play it live either. Just in a, like, yeah, this doesn't... Doesn't feel it. Yeah. 
I always felt like I always felt like translocation was like this weird. You're right. It, it, it was like this this kind of weird getting set up for the album to start almost like an intro as an ins- intro to the intro almost like an entire song though instead of it being an intro and the better sense seems to be like where the album like kicks off and makes sense for me <laughs> i do not disagree with okay, that okay all right all right all right at all i'm not that far out in the limb better sense man that's a great tune uh that one we still that's one of the ones that will dust off every once in a while that's a fun one um that's kind of how i feel about that song mm-hmm. that's I, I, I like that it's fun nice. it's fun to play just don't say you lost it um that one we still play as well mm-hmm. and that was a i don't know i don't have any like distinct memories of of the impetus of that song or anything but uh, it's kind of i mean it's hung around this whole time so that says something for there it there you go that's okay you don't have to have this huge <laughs> like a like a mini documentary for each track i just also I just a fun song that we still play yeah yeah, yeah. forgotten by the band that it exists and we have played <laughs> it it yeah i know i mean that was a big live staple forever and it just it, it kind of died off after a while um we've brought it back a couple times here and there uh i don't know if we would ever play it again or not mm. after so many records you just get to the point where you're like i got here's the eight we got to play here's the four we should play and then here's the four we want you know and 
it's hard to get everything in there. Right. But I can that that's definitely not on the hateful list. That's still one everyone kind of. It's on the hateful list. Oh my God! There's a hated no. list. Oh, there there is. Is there anything on the hated list that you were forced to play? No, no, we stay away from okay. that. We just won't do it if that's the case. Oh, okay, all right. It isn't like it's on the other three guys' loved list and it's on your hated list. Too bad you got outvoted. None of that stuff? No, no, we're okay with that. We, we don't try not to do that to each right other. Right on. Okay, okay, all right. Rest assured. That's a weird song. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I played that. I would say the chorus is probably why we don't play that anymore if I'm thinking of it correctly. good one. Fun song. That would be one that I think we would actually re-record at some point if we got around to it. Just because it's changed so much over the years and we still play it regularly. That, that would be kind of a cool older song to recut. live albums that is uh, more of a representation of how it sounds now yeah there probably is there probably is um which is also probably why we haven't recorded it since we put out like 75 live records so yeah, you guys are you guys are definitely cranking out live records. No, I can't keep up with all of them. no no more needed they're out there you guys are turning into like rush i know right <laughs> Like a live record. We'll record this and record it and put it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, technology's gotten to the point now that you, you kind of can just hit a button and the board recording is pretty much a record. Yeah, it's, it's easy. We're not running tape anymore. Uh, Minnow. Minnow has become like a, like a staple. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that was about our our friend that committed suicide. So that's always been kind of a, a of a of a rough tune. Okay. Um, and uh, what's that all about? If if you don't mind. Well, I mean, just that it was a, a you know a guy that we kind of I forget, kind of a drifter dude that lived in Gainesville for a while, um, and not for that long. He he uh, ended up hanging himself from an overpass so yeah it was not not a good scene um so yeah that was that's kind of not to you know bring the tune down or anything it is what it is um 
So that's, I mean, that song kind of sits in a special, uh, has its little emotional resonance, I think, for everyone. It sits in kind of its own little category as far as that stuff goes. Right, right. Three Summers Strong is uh, my choice for the anthem on the album. That's a good one. Um, that sound did not play it. We don't we don't play that one too much anymore. I think that falls into the two jumbled to make it all the way through with everybody again. Um, but that is a that is a I think that's like a fun forgotten song. Yeah. We were locked. We had a lot. At times I'd say we had it all. Three summers strong. change that is close to being on the hated list that one i don't even know if we ever played it live i'm sure we did because we had to at some point that will not happen really no why oh we all just hate it hate's a strong word it's a bad word to be using for a song it's just an inanimate thing but uh yeah not gonna happen that's a that's definitely top five least favorite hot water songs gonna, for most of we'll us. Call it probably. a not going to happen list. Yeah. Right. And then it wraps up with Western Grace, which I kind of dig that song. I feel like that song gets a, uh, you know, it's a bad rap for being at the end of that record. Yeah. But um, again, we we'll never play that one again either. But um. It does sound like a middle of the record song now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Would would rearranging the songs do anything for you? Would that make the album like if if the, we took the quality of it away and maybe a couple lineup changes were made in the uh, in the in the in the starting team there? Do you think that would have anything to do with it? No. end up writing new songs instead that's why we never do anything like that when everyone's like do you want to play like an anniversary show playing this record front to back we're like by the time we get done learning that record we could have written another one right. so we'll just do that instead not to say we'll never do that but it's one of those things where our time is so limited as it is we kind of like to use it moving forward as much as possible Fair enough. okay there is an interesting question if you wanted to do an anniversary 
album, front to back, which album and why? Um, it's like caution, good God. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. sure am. That's <laughs> that would be the one we could get everyone that I think everyone would be like, yeah, that's cool, we can do okay. that. Okay, all right, all right. And why is that? Just, just overall, it's your favorite record? You guys felt like you were just hitting on all the Pistons right then? or? Yeah, I think that out of that whole record, the end, the last song on it, I think that's the only one we've never played live. And I, there's not really a reason for that. We just never yeah, did. Right. Um, yeah, that was kind of, that was the stride for us. If it's like, if there was a salad days for the band, I would say that was it. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. <clears throat> I just wanted to tip my hat to Forever and Counting. That was my induction. Well, thank you. That was my induction into Hot Water Music. It's still my favorite album, and I love. It is a lot of people's favorite records. You are not alone in that at all. Yeah. I mean, I have favorite records by bands that I know they hate, and that's cool. That doesn't bother me at all. Like, that's that's what I always tell people is they're like, I like this record better than whatever other record you put out. I'm like, then you should listen to the one you like better. Oh, yeah. That's the awesome thing about records. You don't have to like the. You don't have to like. Any of them, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Like that's there's a we, we keep putting them out, and if you only like the old ones, then don't buy the new don't ones. The, new it's one. not, the old ones yeah, are always no one's gonna gonna, be there. Exactly, no one's ever going to be offended by that stuff. It's you know, which I find it. I find it interesting that people get personally offended by records sometimes. Like I can't believe you put this out. This is terrible. I'm like, well, thank you for taking the time to let me know how poorly I did at this. And, um, dude, I've literally never, I, I, it takes a special kind of person. I've literally never said that to a musician's face. Yeah, man. I don't get it. Like, I think it all the time when I hear records. I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. Yeah. I don't have enough time in my day to let someone know that my opinion of what they did is shit. Like, this is terrible. Why did you even, like, who does that? I don't understand. Like, nobody liked, nobody liked St. Anger, but I didn't. I didn't email Metallica and tell them. Right. Like I, Everyone sat around and said, this snare drum sounds insane. I can't believe this actually made it on a record. Right. But then that was it. You're just like, eh, okay. Yeah. It's still not Master of Puppets. Yeah, Fine. Exactly. Moving on. Like, <laughs> yeah. People are funny. Yeah, funny's not the word. You're just being polite. Well, yeah, that's, I, I try. But they do it at your show. Like, it, like, like, they approach you. Unless they know you. Unless these are like dudes that you know in Florida or something like that, they're actually, I only know where you are based on your band's tour schedule. I don't know which frozen yogurt stand you worked at or or where your house is while you're working, right? So they Mm -hmm. actually buy a Hot Water Music ticket, Mm -hmm. drive to the venue, watch the show, and then tell you they don't like the new album? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, like you'd be at the merch people. I don't like that Germany used to be, which I actually grew to love about Germany. Infamous for it, like, you have gotten fat since the last record, and this record is slower. And I'm like, well, fat. what does that do? Fuck, you know what, dude? You're totally accurate on both things you just said. Um, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, and that you're just going to come right out and say that. So, okay. Uh, next question. Like, <laughs> is it even an insult? To, like, are they saying it no. to be insulting? No. That's just how They're they saying it because it's the truth. Like, this is the truth. This record is slower and you are fat now. Is that because of the same thing? You're like, ah, maybe? I don't know. It's because of the same thing. You're sure? You eat too like, much junk food, so hot water music yeah, is slowed down. I, I guess it could be. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never really understood why people take the time to like go spend their hard-earned money to tell you that you stink. I, whatever. But whatever. It's got some sort of weird trolling ability to uh, really make that your your mission for the day. There. Oh yeah. Stuck the landing. I told the dude whose ticket that I bought with my own money to his face that I didn't like the stuff he's doing now. Why did you come? Yeah, meanwhile, the, yeah, the dude's like, you just gave me money to tell me I suck? Um, I guess that's an okay setup. If that's how you Anybody who wants to pay me to tell me they don't like my show, uh, as the story grows at gmail.com, fire it over. Fine. Yeah. Fine Buy a ticket and tell me what's going on. <laughs> Let's go back to jazz class in high school. That's one thing that I... I I don't mean to come off as ass kissy, but I play the drums, and George is kind of huge for me. I always really, really liked his style. 
I feel he's good at the drums. He's rather okay at what he does. You guys, as a rhythm section, have always been a little bit progressive for a punk band. You and George have really kind of synced up and found kind of a special bottom end for such a noisy punk band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that is that jazz training? Is that just musical influence? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nah, absolutely. Right. That's just how we thought about writing songs at that point. Right. Um, for for both of us, because it's I couldn't play in social distortion. That's kind of where I'm going. I would I blow to... my brains yeah, out. Like exactly. if I no, if I like social distortion. I just could not play bass in that mm-hmm. band because I'm not. I'm, I'm inappropriate bass player to be a part of that band, right. and it, that's just not something I would enjoy doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of where we both where we both started we've both settled down since then for sure but it was definitely like this everything that's simple is boring to us right not that we have some kind of like sick progressive chops or anything but that's why we were so busy is it's like i mean jazz is pretty busy mm-hmm. for them you're either playing or quiet for the most part and uh you know that's sort of how we approached i mean that's how i've always approached writing bass lines is i think of chords the same way that i think of chord charts in jazz band mm. so i'm like well there's these seven notes that fit with that chord can i play them all before we get to the next one probably <laughs> let's you know um so, and it's you know same thing with george and again we both kind of quieted it down a little bit but that's always been fun for us it's like that's kind of the fun fun aspects playing playing some crazy stuff and making it work did you guys ever have like any kind of like nerd un like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Gu- like like nerdy guilty pleasure stuff that you listened to back then that kind of sat- oh, God, yeah. satisfied that more progressive busy edge. I mean, I love Rush. That's a perfect example from what you mentioned earlier. Oh. Um, I, I think I hear I Rush listen. in there. That's kind of oh. why I mentioned it. Yeah, um, that's more me than him. I mean, he was more like. Man. George is a metal dude. Right on. Straight up. Um, so that was kind of all his, like, Mickey D and just all of his kind of, like, all. Um, you know, I. And to the point where it's like, I could name you the guys in Dream Theater. I hate Dream Theater, but we're that kind of nerd stuff where it's yeah. like, we know who everyone is, whether we like them or I, not, I kind know, of thing. I know exactly. I mean, my God, you are, like, reading my mind. That's exactly the example I was thinking of was. How can five amazing musicians write such amazing music that just comes out like a 28-minute piece of shit? It is so... It's so bad. So bad. So bad. I watch it, and I'm like, this, these guys are all killing it, and the song sucks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like I'm watching five instructional videos at once. Like, Exactly. It's not fun at all, you know? Mm-mm. I heard your dog in the background. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, I have American Bulldog. That's actually what i got to talk about. I think she's about ready to go on the old walk here. Uh-huh. Um, What's your dog's name? So she's awesome, Ducky. Ducky? Yeah. Like the dude from the '80s movie? Um, yes, and also like the dinosaur from Lamb Before Time. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we are of the same age. I remember that. But yep, that is her name. Go walk, Ducky, man. I appreciate your time so much. Thanks, thanks for. No worries. That. Thank you so much, Trev. I had a great time. This will be up on the 28th, and um, new record's out on Rise, and it's killer. And pick a song off the new record to go out with, Cirque. Ooh. Hmm. And why? Pick a song, and why are you picking that song? I would say Sympathizer. All right. Because um, ca- right now, that's my favorite song on the record. That may change. Today, as of Today. this moment, Sympathizer is your favorite record on the album, and that's what we're going to play. Yep. Thank you. Took a little reaction Took a lot of rejection To show your sympathy Took a little reflection Took a lot of protection To show your empathy I can't say we're bound to love Cutting off sins, carry on Take the bed, you burned our bridge Go 
is a part of Lavira Productions. High five. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at As The Story Grows and visit the site at asthestorygrows.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything. Visit the Bandcamp link in the notes of this show for free cover songs, some free tunes, and merch. If you like what you heard and would like to help, there's a Patreon link on every episode, or you can look for the dollar sign on the website for one-time donations. If you can't afford to donate, that's totally okay. Tell a friend, retweet me, and give me a good rating on iTunes. Send your guest requests and any feedback for the show to asthestorygrows at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening today. Oh.